Hello and welcome back, fam. This is Chivalrous with Not Another Animated Podcast, featuring our second episode for 2022 of our second season, of course. I'm really excited to be back because this will be a special edition for a second episode dealing with manga. Yes, I do have anime news, video game news, and other related topics, but I plan to do my manga reviews, finally. Three of them, to be exact. So this may be shorter than usual, but I will hold judgment until I actually get to the end because it may turn out maybe longer than I expected. Before I begin, let's go ahead and go, what's keeping me frosty? Well, for one, I just got a picture back from my cousin from a wedding I attended a couple of months ago. It was really cool because my cousin had an idea of doing lightsabers and doing pictures with them. Now, the pictures themselves were a duel between me and my cousin, which was really cool because I had this blue-looking lightsaber, and we had a battle scene. And I just recently received this photo in the mail, and I have it right here in front of me, and it makes me smile and laugh. Thank you, cousin. I appreciate that very much. What's also keeping me frosty is staying positive. Let's face it, life is draining, sometimes so are friends and family. I don't mean that in the most negative way. But to keep your mental health up, we all got to stay positive. We all got to find the things that we enjoy the most. For me, that's usually jogging or going mountain bike riding. Lately, the weather has been not the best, so I haven't been able to do a lot of that. But luckily, it gives me the time and affords me to be able to read more. Thus, me being able to put together the manga reviews, which I'm happy to share with y'all. Ah, let me not forget, special announcement. We are having our first OVA edition for Not Another Anime, the podcast. Yes, you heard me right. Special correspondent, Random Guy, and me are putting together an OVA, which will feature follow-along commentary with Crunchyroll's Anime Awards coming up on February the 9th. Yes, you heard me. Random Guy and I will be giving our input, our insight, and basically our two cents as we listen along with Anime Awards and discuss our winners, discuss who we think should win, even though we probably won't get many right, but we will have fun doing it. <laughs> so come along and listen with us and listen, follow along with our Twitter, excuse me, at Not Another Anime to find out when this OVA will go live. But before we get the podcast actually started, I want to go ahead and make a special announcement with our sponsor here, Lone Star Collectibles. Let's go ahead and give them a listen, and I'll be right back in just a few seconds. Now, I'd like to take a moment to thank our sponsor for this podcast. We would like to thank Lone Star Collectibles, an eBay online store that has been in business since December of 1999. They feature a variety of collectibles, ranging from various action figures vintage finds from estate sales, and they boast hundreds of United States collectible and valuable coins. Coins featuring very old scents to vintage buffalo nickels, collection sets and albums of various denominations, and many different types of silver coins from dimes to dollars. They definitely do not exclude limited quantity, vintage paper currency, and small notes as well. Now, as this podcast first sponsors, Lone Star Collectibles is offering our podcast listeners 10% off any one item, $75 and below, listed on their store site. Yes, you heard me correct. 10% off any one item, $75 and below. But in order to take advantage of this offer, you will have to use a promo discount code, not another anime. Again, 
The code to use and get your exclusive discount, 10% off any one item, $75 and below, is Not Another Anime. Basically, the name of our podcast, N-O-T-A-N-O-T-H-E-R-A-N-I-M-E, Not Another Anime, spelled one word all together. Now, this offer is limited to a one-time use on your eBay account starting December 29th and will set to expire on January 31st at 12 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, PST. Unfortunately, the code is limited to United States residents only. So, go give them a look on ebay.com. Search for the seller profile, Lone Star, with the asterisk, collectibles. Again, that seller profile is Lone Star, L-O-N-E-S-T-A-R, Asterisk, the symbol, collectibles, C-O-L-L-E-C-T-I-B-L-E-S. Or find them at Lone Star Asterisk Southwest, which is their store homepage. A link will be provided on your Twitter account, not another anime, for easy access to their store homepage. And welcome back, fam. We're heading into not another news segment at the moment. I'm going to ask, are there any Ruby fans out there? Well, you're going to be happy to hear our favorite four, Blake, Weiss, Yang, and Ruby Rose from the series, have teamed up in collaboration with Super Groupies, featuring a lineup of watches, boots, and backpacks, respectively, of course, for each of the young ladies that are exclusively made to order. One example is Ruby Rose's watch uses her signature weapon, the Crescent Rose, as a minihand. There are motifs of bullets and crosses, and much more, even to Weishni's-inspired backpack, an elegant pale blue and white color scheme modeled after a garment. The front zipper, strategically placed in the center to represent Weiss's scar over her eyes she received from fighting the Armageddon. The backpack holds a laptop up to 13 inches and can store a 4 size materials. Prices, availability, and full list of items can be found at us.supergroupies.com. G-R-O-U-P-I-E-S dot com. Just head on over to their page and Ruby Rose will greet you on their homepage as the site pulls up. Moving on, Jujutsu Kaisen Zero, a highly anticipated anime film yours truly, of course, has just been talking about for the past couple of episodes. Well, we finally have confirmation that Crunchyroll, yes, you heard me, Crunchyroll will be bringing the movie to the United States and Canada on March 18th of this year, 2022. Keep your eyes peeled, because on February 25th, tickets will go on sale. For those of you who are IMAX watchers, select U.S. theaters will be showing the anime film for your enjoyment. But don't take my word as gospel. Go read for yourself, CrunchyrollMovieNight.com, or find and click the link on our Twitter page at NotAnotherAnime, and you can see it and read it for yourself. No fret. To our European international friends, as word of it coming soon to theaters in United Kingdom, Ireland, Australia, New Zealand, France, Germany, Belgium, Luxembourg, Austria, Switzerland, Sweden, Finland, Netherlands, French-speaking Africa, I have to assume very select areas there, and Latin America are in the pipeline under work. Eve, the artist behind Jujutsu Kaisen's OP titled Kaikai Kiton, is literally a little over a month away from debuting his Netflix featured film entitled Adam by Eve, live in animation, on March 15th of 2022, which is this year. This film synopsis reads as following. 
Aki, a high school student, is at a family restaurant after school with her best friend, Taki. Taki tells Aki about the dream she had last night about being attacked by Hitatsume. Taki finishes talking about her dream and leaves, saying, I'm going to the drink bar. But she never came back. Aki wanders around Tokyo in search of Taki, who has suddenly disappeared. At the same time, many people in Tokyo start to say that they have seen Hidatsume in their dreams. Aki also gradually wanders into a strange world created by the mysterious Hidatsume. She is guided by Taki's voice to the fictional city of Shibayu, where she can't tell if it's a dream or reality. What does she encounter there? Moving on, Kumamoto Prefecture on January 22nd revealed a bronze statue of Zoro in his three-sword-style stance from the anime show One Piece at the Ozu Central Park. As part of a collaboration with author of One Piece, generous donation, of course, in helping to rebuild after the 2016 earthquakes, there were a total of 10 statues featuring our favorite straw hat pirates that have been placed throughout the prefecture. Of course, if you are not familiar with the characters, have no fear. I'd be happy to name off who you can see. Monkey D. Luffy, Sanji, Usopp, Chopper, Brooke, Frankie, Robin, Nami, and Jimbei. And of course, this article announcement of Zoro. Now, a new online manga site was launched by Shueisha dealing with the hard topics about body, mind, and sex. The nine-episode live-action series, 17.3, about a sex was adapted into manga, available to read on this website. In March, there is a collaboration with five of its magazines, which will publish 10 thematic one-shots focusing on menstruation that will also appear on the Yoi comic website. Also, Satanophony Manga scheduled to take a break as was revealed in Kodansha's Young Magazine. Set to return in the 15th issue of the magazine on March 15th, the story takes place in a similar world like our own. A strange illness in Japan known as the Medusa Syndrome turns normal girls into ruthless killers. A young girl by the name of Chika suddenly contracts the syndrome and her life is turned upside down as she's taken to where others suffer from the syndrome on an island facility known as Haguro Prison. This manga actually caught my attention. I'm really fascinated to see where I can pick this up and read this. That's why I included it in the news. On the official Twitter account at Grand Blue Fantasy, it was revealed that the Musimi Pretty Derby collaboration event is scheduled to start on February 8, 2022. Grand Blue Fantasy fans, Get ready, it's coming. Last but not least, one of my top anticipated games from last year that got rescheduled for the spring of 2022's release, Sin Chronicles. On February the 2nd of this year, a broadcast will commence covering more gameplay elements, a multiplayer mode, main scenario tweaks, key artworks, and a new promotional video. Look for the broadcast on YouTube where you can easily set a reminder to be notified when the event goes live. For your information though, the broadcast schedule times announced were 9 p.m. Japan time, 4 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, and a 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Let me quickly reference, as I stated in the previous episode, about Anime Expo. Anime Expo, which takes place normally in Los Angeles during 4th of July weekend, well, with this year E3 being cancelled for in-person visitation, it was up in the air whether Anime Expo was going to happen or not. Well, it's definitely happening. 
You can order tickets online through their website. Do not look for any VIP packages because I believe those have been sold out. The four-day passes as well as single passes are available. We are now on the Not Another Video Game segment and I'm happy to report on my mobile gaming. The first game I'm going to focus on is Alchemy Stars, which on Thursday released their new event called The End, Maiden and the Ruins. It is a 12-episode event that will eventually open up a second part to it, which I believe starts on February the 1st. There is a recruitment going on that you can get two new characters, Siobhan, which is a forest character, and Erica, which is a thunder character. Siobhan being a 6-star, Erica being a 5-star. And if any of y'all follow along with our Twitter and not another anime, you will see that I got two dupes, or actually two copies of Siobhan on one pull. Now how lucky is that? But wait, it did take a number of pulls to get her. It wasn't until my last pull on the fifth try of 10 pulls that I actually got both of them and I was super excited. I did get a copy of Erica on my second 10 pull, but it was that fifth one that just made the hype even more. The gotcha gods were good to this podcaster and I thank him wholeheartedly. <laughs> but the event is going on and I do want to report that I did go ahead and level my Siobhan up to an ascension of E3 sitting at a level 10. Unfortunately, my mats and my money has run out, but I'll happily take it because my Siobhan is ready to roll with my forest team and they are dealing damage with Lakoa, Sikare, Nicanus, and Lola. I love my team thus far. All right, but that's enough of Alchemy Stars. Let's go to Arknights. Arknights is still holding their event, Docile event. Now, I have thoroughly enjoyed the tons of goodies Arknight has provided in rewards for materials, the currency LMD, as well as the operators. I did score a new outfit, which I had to pay out of pocket, of course, for Mudrock, since I only had her at her original skin. And if any of you are familiar with it, it's a big hazmat suit that shows absolutely nothing. Now I get to see her beautiful character design that they offered in the outfit. I did score a Chen Alter, and I know I posted that on Twitter. I was happy about that. After about seven to nine pulls, I think it was the eight or nine, ten pull, the headhunting that I got her. Unfortunately, I wasn't able to score any dupes, but I am sitting happily with Chen Alter at E2 level 90 max skills. So I'm definitely not complaining. I was able to pick up Mizuki, who I haven't really, really played around with that much. Of course, I got La Pluma too. And I just finished getting her promoted up to E2. But this has wiped me clean of all mats and crafting materials until I can do some further grinding and getting everything I had back. Or to a suitable level before more characters are released. But Jen Alter was my priority as I know she is a game changer. She's a situational character you can use, not for beginners. But she does some great damage outputs. I'm happy to add two new operators at maximum capacity to my growing roster. My voice just gave out there. Lastly, the last mobile game I want to talk about is Punishing Grey Raven. The newest event, Grand Blue, is currently live and taking place at the time of this recording. Only one day into the event, but I'm slowly taking my time enjoying the new content. I am very much looking forward to pulling the A-rank support Vera Razin. As I already picked up my new free Transcendent, Kimu, the Krokata. He's an S-rank Vanguard, 
which plays pretty effing smooth. I really enjoy him. I'm not much for the guy characters on there. That's no offense to Watanabe or Lee or Kamui. But I've basically been with the waifus. I'm not going to lie. Playing the transcendent Kamu, I've really enjoyed his character profile. I've enjoyed the dark class. And I'll be honest, I don't have a lot of the characters open up. I'm still working on my Lucia as well as my Veritas Bianca. Those are my top two. I'm trying to bring a live up to par. Unfortunately, I don't have the live that unlocks the new skin for the Grand Blue, which is her swimsuit, but I can work on the shards of that. But Vera is my main priority. She's also a healer for the dark damage, which would be perfect with working with Camus. So looking forward to that. I am still playing Revived Witch. I got up to chapter, I want to say, three, and I think they just put out a new release for chapter four, chapter five. I'm really taking my time slowly on that one. Now, Marvel Future Revolution has really slowed down for me. That's not a complaint. I'm still working on magic. I still have my main character, Black Widow. But they just seem to be releasing more companions at the moment. And I know it takes time to develop a character. Like magic took maybe three to four months, if not longer. It may have been started right when the game was put out. Who knows? The content is still really good. They're still offering lots of goodies and rewards just for signing in and for doing certain events or doing your operations or your dailies, if you want to call them that, for the game. So that is still an ongoing process for me. And onward we march, fam, to our new section here, Manga Critiques, or Manga Reviews, if you want to call it that. I'm going to focus first on Kingdom of Z, Volume 1 of 4, with Volume 5 to debut in April of this year. Harawata Seizo is the author credited with the series. The publisher, of course, is Seven Seas, and the target audience is older teen. Now, like the critiques we did of our anime series, I broke this into four components. With story, art, characters, and enjoyment. Let us begin now. Story. The story definitely takes a detour from any typical zombie trope. The idea of ruling over a land of zombies, usable for limitless energy as a weapon for an army, lacking free will to retaliate, minus the being attacked, eaten, and turned. Very crafty. We are introduced at the onset to three characters of high school age. So you have the typical fan service of high school uniforms, short skirts, a horny schoolboy in a zombie apocalypse setting. Looking past this, normally a story would take time to build a logical and level-headed group to achieve a task like clearing the school out as food rations run low. With our group of three, they waste no time implementing strategies for handling the more infested and grouped areas of zombies allowing for success. Art. Designs were crisp and detailed. A little bit over the top whenever an action sequence is involved, Though using action words with drawings? Being a zombie story, of course, you have overly drawn and exaggerated blood splatters and decapitations, but of course, an upskirt panty shot and cleavage hanging out here and there. Characters. When the story begins, we are introduced to Sato, young man hiding for his life from the zombies. In a few mere pages, we are introduced to two female students, the badass girls who are fighting zombies, making short work of a dire situation. Miki, a black-haired girl. This megalomaniac is the brains of the operation. 
very organized and sound of mind in her ultimate plan for a kingdom of zombies she can preside over. Not afraid to use brute force to fight zombies. Karen, the blonde girl. The muscle bat swinger supports Miki and her goals as long as she has a place in Miki's new kingdom. Satu, the former baseball pitcher. Unconfident, fearful type who loves the idea of being around two beautiful girls. Thinks Miki's idea is lunacy but has no choice to follow along to stay alive. Enjoyment. I personally love the zombie genre, but it is very hard to find original stories that haven't been retold again and again. With Kingdom of Z, I will continue reading a few more volumes as I'm curious to see if Miki's plan to rule over a new world she envisions will unfold without her or Karen becoming bitten or killed. How Sathoy's role with the girls changes, I wait to see if he will challenge your overall goal or maintain the status quo in this trio. My personal hope, though, reading further is that the story does not get convoluted with the ridiculous amounts of fan service for enticing the readers to press forward. Next up, I'm going to focus on Volume 2 of Kingdom of Z. Same publisher, same author, same audience. The story. We continue the story in Volume 2 as the three characters have finally left their base of operations, the school, in search of items to help their overall goal. We learn how Miki has thoughtfully planned out the continuation of her mission with collecting items, as each item attained will build onto the next item and so forth. Our story halts when the group returns to base of operations to find change, a visitor, confronted with the option to help or firmly turn a blind eye to focus solely on their own group, unveils how craftily Miki's characteristics to details never disappoint. Art. As with the previous volume, the designs are very beautiful and well illustrated. I notice more attention to our story with the characters' emotion and nonverbals conveying what we need to know to understand the scene. I loved the ease of transitions from scene to scene with commentary, without having to visually see our group of three, as we are presented with a small facial icon of each right below the balloon of their dialogue. With the story becoming a bit more serious near the end of the volume, we have sporadic homage to sexual innuendos as stated with Volume 1, but toned down. Action sequences are presented pretty graphically, so we understand what's occurring without missing the beat. The characters. It is our same group of three, Miki, Karen, and Satu. Miki is still the level-headed leader of the three, always thinking three steps ahead, has a clear overall picture of what needs to be accomplished, and the steps required to complete their mission. Karen, our support. Happy-go-lucky, looks to be having fun with no worries. Supports Miki any way she can. Satu, the confused yet always questioning and unsure of things guy, who at the end of our story seems to be coming around with his role. Lastly, we are now introduced to a new face and visitor, Iwasa. Scared and confused, this guy strayed from the group he is currently attached to find help in elevating the power dynamic of bullying and womanizers. Enjoyment. I found myself reading this thing from start to finish in one goal. Simply, I am entertained by the story. I love how Miki always seems to know and stays ahead of the game, whether accomplishing what seems like trivial goals, but plays a larger role in the scheme of surviving. Even when the situation got dicey, you can look to Miki to have the edge over anyone or situation with her support Karen in tow. Luckily, Satui is there as backup, 
or in this case, an extra set of hands if he's needed. As we close out the story arc, Miki seems to have expanded her small empire. Heading into Volume 3, the story has led up to a reward for Satu in exercising sound decision and support for the ladies. A huge fan service feels in play, but in my thoughts, I firmly believe there is more than just this which will benefit Miki and her forward-thinking agenda. <laughs> Moving forward past the zombies, I want to focus on a new manga, Young Ladies Don't Play Fighting Games, Volume 1 of 3, with Volume 3 to be released on May 24th of this year. Publisher, of course, is Seven Seas. Yes, I know it's the same publisher. I didn't do that on purpose. It's funny how both the books were by this publisher. It seems to be I'm very drawn to the stories that Seven Seas has to sell. The author, Eddie Ejima. The target audience are teens 13 and older. The story, cross-ups, gap closers, number of frames and hitbox, anti-airs. A vernacular foreign language discernible by those affluent to the fighting game community and genre. Who doesn't remember their first match where the winner was proclaimed by first to three against a real competitor? That wasn't the CPU. Your hands clenching and death gripping the joystick or controller as you ranted and gnarled when your inputs didn't react to a counter or you were blocked at the pinnacle time in the match. I know I do. Thus we are introduced to our story, Young Ladies Don't Play Fighting Games. At first glances, a young girl entering her high school years at an all-girls institution called Godomi Girls Academy, an environment one might imagine would be pristine and preppy. To become a proper young lady of society, we are introduced to our protagonist, Aya, a scholarship-inducted new transfer student to Godomi Academy, looking to change who she was and become one of these elitist girls. All the girls' expectations are heavily weighed by a student named Shidayuri enters our antagonist, or adversary. She can do no wrong, glistens as she walks, and is at every girl's adornment. Our story takes a turn from what you might think is a preppy slice-of-life tone to a chance encounter that entangles our protagonist and antagonist into anything but a simple first-to-three match on a fighting game called Iron Senpai. Art. The designs were emotional and dramatic when the story needed it, but normal day-to-day -day interactions were detailed to a T. As young ladies get involved with their fighting game match, combat and play elements are masterly depicted with what one expects in a fighting game. Fast-paced action, leading us, the reader, to understand what is transpiring in the game match. Whether you're a seasoned player or a noob, you understand the high-stakes demands, pending doom a player faces each time they are matched with another real not computer-based, but real opponent. Characters. Aya, our protagonist, the transfer student who wishes to become a proper girl, very unsure of herself, and actions in the midst of her fellow classmates. Only when she immerses herself back to fighting game elements does her confidence, excuse me, does her confidence exude and shine forth. Shidayuri, the girl all eyes look on with grace, Dignity, the spitting image of what Kodomi Girls Academy stands for, is our antagonist. Only when the white veil is unmasked do we see her true nature and dirty little secret that must remain hidden. Enjoyment. From the moment I laid eyes on the manga, 
to reading the book synopsis and taking a plunge into this story, I was totally hooked. <laughs> Being a fan of the fighting game community myself, this story from a girl's perspective is very enthralling. I love how the story incorporates and shows actual game matches from the lady's perspective and as a bystander looking on was S++ tier level. I command Ijima on his craftsmanship and I look forward to picking up volume 2 very soon with volume 3 in tow due out again May this year of 2022. The last critique I'm going to add in here is a twist and it comes in the form of comic. The comic I'm going to review is called Frontiersmen. It was published this well it's actually published in 2021 September but it's continuing on this year. Done by Patrick Kindlin and Marco Ferrari, I'm reviewing issues 1 to 5. It is put out by Image Comics, and it is for the mature reader. As always with non-other anime, these reviews are spoiler-free. So listen ahead, enjoy, and see if you might pick up or read online this comic series. With the comic, I only did two categories, story and enjoyment. Story. Meet Frontiersman, an older, retired superhero of this world. Living a normal, simple life out in the woods with his daughter, keeping tabs on her old man. When environmental issues come calling on our retired superhero, picking up the hero mantle he left behind many years past, a weighty decision must be made. Thus, our story is just beginning revealing the real issues in our own real world with heavy sentiments, mature topics, and no bullshit attitude. From political agendas to otherworldly influences and organizations, our hero, Frontiersman, bears a vicious attacks both mentally and physically. What starts as saving the trees deeply becomes fighting for literal survival and what it meant to uphold the virtues of a hero amidst the changing times in society. Enjoyment. I wasn't sure if I would enjoy reading past issue one, I'm not going to lie. I had no inkling where the story was heading or how the events would unfold. If I learned personally anything with life, never judge a book just by the initial introduction. <laughs> so I ventured forward with four more in the series, and I have to say I'm really impressed with the storyline. It's not so much a superhero who is in the making or at the pinnacle of their career you are digesting. Honestly, he's a retired former hero, father trying to live a simple life. He realizes those days have come and gone, but he's reminded what he once stood for in the height of his superhero career days. The comic series takes us along with Frontiersmen, reminiscing past deeds and encounters with villains to see what the past had confronted our superhero with. Frontiersman holds no back punches, as his brash older man is not afraid to voice his opinions or confront topics from his past. I would definitely be staying glued to this series. And that, my fam, is going to wrap up episode two of Not Another Anime. I thank you all for coming along with this journey on me, and I think I pretty much hit my still ranking. For the reference back to Goblin Slayer, I did get my cool shirt in. I can't remember if I posted it on Twitter or not. If I hadn't, then you can definitely look forward to seeing that tomorrow. As well as other information I said I promised would post, such as me pulling two copies of Siobhan of Alchemy Stars, as well as the Crunchyroll, finding the site where you can find information. So, 
With that said, I want to wish you all a wonderful weekend ahead. Be safe, have fun, and find us on social media on Twitter at NotAnotherAnime, Twitch.tv, NotAnotherAnime underscore, which I just recently did a Samurai Jack video, YouTube, NotAnotherAnime. But all in all, I wish you fam a wonderful weekend ahead. I look forward to being back in two weeks, as well as, don't forget, an OVA coming up, which I will announce and give information on our Twitter page. So stay tuned. Until next time, take care, fam. Mm-hmm.